Hello and welcome to Euronet Plus and the Green Deal. The Green Deal is the new and climate-friendly podcast created by the European Radio Network. My name is Sina. I'm a journalist, entrepreneur and mother of a little boy whom I wish to grow up in a world that still got nature and less plastic in it. In this podcast, my European colleagues and I are discussing the big milestones the EU has to meet to work effectively against climate change and all the little things in between each and every one of us can do to reduce our environmental footprint on this planet. Can Euro be the first continent to be climate neutral by 2050? What do we have to get done along the way? Can we deal with this? For sure we have to get moving to find out, one step at a time. Let's green deal with this. Hi there and Happy New Year to you all. I hope you had a great start into 2021. Today we are not only starting with the first episode of this year, we are also starting into the European year of the rail network. The EU declared 2021 to be the year of rail. Time for us to jump on the train and take a look at how a European rail network would benefit the climate. First, let's check some facts. Did you know that rail traffic is responsible for only 0.5% of all carbon dioxide emissions in the EU? For comparison, car traffic takes up to 72%. Taking the train rather than taking your car is not only healthier for the environment, it's also safer. Trains are the safest means of transport right after planes, following death rates from accidents. The problem Rail traffic only takes up 7.6% of all European passenger traffic and only 66% of people using trains are satisfied with the way they are scheduled. Nonetheless, the EU is trying hard to make rail traffic more attractive. Since 2014, the EU supported rail traffic with 35 billion euros. Given the length of all rail networks in the EU, our tracks are much longer than the tracks in the USA combined. Nonetheless, the numbers leave no doubt there is room for improvement. 30 years ago, Romania had one of the biggest and most important rail networks in Europe, while today little of that is left. My colleague Florin from Radio Romania knows what happened. The railroad in Romania is the second way of transport as importance at the national level after the road transport. Before 1989, it was the most important passenger and freight way of transportation. Romania had one of the most dense railways network in Eastern Europe, developed mostly during communist time, supporting the purpose of industrialization of the country. Unfortunately, in the last 30 years, the railways and the rolling materials were neglected, and now the situation is really bad. The main problem is the infrastructure. The lines are poorly maintained and the medium speed of railways transport is decreasing to historical minima. Many lines were closed because of lack of minimal security and profitability. The principal lines between the main regions and cities are functioning poorly. The investments in the infrastructure were mostly absent, same like investments in new rolling materials such as locomotives and wagons. In the last years, Romania had no intercity trains because the standards of the ways and trains were decreasing constantly. Only about 400 kilometers of railroad were recently modernized in order to allow a speed of 160 kilometers per hour. It exists nevertheless a plan to introduce mid-December an intercity between Brasov in the south of Transylvania, ex Kronstadt, and Constanza city and port at the Black Sea passing through the country's capital Bucharest. 
Also mid-December, a modernized line between Bucharest and its airport, Henri Quando in Otopen, will enter in use, but it will still be operated by diesel trains, mostly more than 20 years old. The lack of interest, the available European money for this purpose were not excess and very few projects were finalized. Of course, the politicians are expressing plenty of good intentions and ideas, but not so much have been done. For now, the railroad use is mostly for freight transportation, with very low commercial speed. Nevertheless, the public freight transporter, Cefere Marfa, is almost bankrupted and the European Commission just days ago rejected a Bucharest government schema of state aid for this company. The rest, the private enterprises, are quite small and operating poorly, again mostly because of the bad infrastructure. Because the low speed and the long times of travel, the passengers are preferring the road transportation. The only exceptions are the travels between Bucharest and the mountain resort of the Prahova Valley in the Meridional Carpathians, about 140 kilometers, and also between Bucharest and Constanza at the Black Sea, on a distance of 225 kilometers, the only ways allowing a decent speed up to 160 kilometers per hour. With the EU's Green Deal and ambition to become the first climate-neutral continent by 2050, the 2021 European Year of Rail should promote the train as one of the most sustainable means of transport. This will be materialized through events, exhibitions and campaigns all over Europe. Expectations are high, namely within the European Parliament. However, for Green MEP Karima Deli, the work to boost this sector is immense. The von der Leyen Commission gives the impression to have green ambitions, but these must become reality. To this end, in terms of the railways, we have declared 2021 the European Year of the Train, following discussions in the European Parliament and with the Council. This must be the opportunity for the Commission to mark a test and to show that we need to invest massively in the train. De manière massive dans le train. According to Eurostat, 20 of the member states have reported increases in the number of passengers transported by train between 2017 and 2018, both for domestic and international journeys. Lithuania is in pole position with an increase of 11.7%, followed by Greece, where the number was up by 9.4%. In contrast, the transport of passengers decreased by 3.9% in Romania and 2.4% in France. But it is a fact still too few citizens use the train to travel within a country or across the EU. Romanian MEP Marian Jean Marinescu offers different explanations. We don't travel with train because the, the system is not um, uh, modernized, um, uh, developed. Uh, there are problems with the speed, with the connections, with the ticketing. In Romania, is uh, the same situation as in Europe. Uh, uh, it's very difficult to to reach uh, a destination by train because it will take. Uh, uh, very long and uh, even the material uh, is not uh, rolling stock is not so uh, uh, modern improving the quality therefore has to be one of the main goals another issue the schedule in many eu cities synchronized timetables are unusual this means trains don't take off every hour and connections to follow-up trains aren't as good bastian kettner from the traffic club in germany sees great potential in making trains more popular 
Wir haben zum Beispiel Since 1995, we register an increase of 193% in car traffic and an increase of 81% in trucks on the road. It would be remarkable what impact trains could have on stopping this endless increase of traffic on the roads. Both the EU and its member states may adopt legally binding acts in this field. In consequence, once the EU has started regulating in a particular area, member states are de facto restrained in their ability to act. For Michael Widort, president of the European Passengers Federation, the EU has done a lot to support rail services in Europe. The European Union has played a genuinely positive and leading role in the development of rail transport, which started at the beginning of the 90s with the first directives. And there is a major component in progress, which has already been applied in some countries, the opening up to competition. In 2016, the EU has adopted its fourth railway package, which resets on two pillars. A market pillar? which is about opening the market to new operators, and a technical pillar, which aims to create the single European railway area from a technical perspective. Dr. Joseph Doppelbauer, Executive Director of ERA, Europe's Agency of Railways, gives example of Italy to illustrate the added value of liberalization. The best example for the impact of competition is Italy, where between uh, Milano and Roma there is the state-owned operator and the private operator in competition to each other, and there the prices have significantly fallen, and the quality has gone up. Another positive example is Sweden, says Oskar Fuit, a professor in railway systems at Stockholm's Royal Institute of Technology. He pinpoints that this transformation has not materialized in all countries yet. But uh, in, it's not true in all countries because it has gone, uh, been going very slowly and uh, with quite a lot of resistance from from the transport uh, administration and uh, and uh, the railway national railway companies, which don't want to lose the, the control over over the railway network and traffic. For ERA's Doppelbauer, the importance is to find the right balance between a public service and a private enterprise. We have some countries where the balance is quite good. In other countries, the balance is not there, where we have a not very service-oriented public institution that is not serving well the needs of the customers. It is those countries where you have strong uh, unions and where the unions are protecting the rights of their members and uh, then the service quality is not always as good as it should be. The two examples that come to my mind are, I would say, France and Belgium. But why don't we install an entire European rail network straight away? The EU is trying to build a Europe-wide network of railway lines through its trans-European transport network policy. And with its European rail traffic management system, it aims to make the railway system interoperable across its territory. This system, which is in the development phase, should help to tackle situations such as whether Thales that runs from Paris to Brussels, Amsterdam and Cologne faces seven different signaling systems. Finally, the European Parliament and the Member States have provisionally agreed in October on new rules for passenger rights. Karima Deli, Member of the European Parliament on the Rights.
Il y a certains droits qui ont été renforcés, notamment concernant les conditions de réacheminement. Certain rights have been strengthened, in particular concerning the conditions of rerouting in the event of a failed connection. The loading of bicycles and trains, the general rule must be to be able to board at least four bicycles in each new train within a few years. Or even concerning people with reduced mobility and disabilities. That being said, Parliament's initial position was significantly more ambitious than the end result of these discussions. For MEP Marianne Jean Marinescu, another big step would be to have an Eurowide initiative on ticketing. This, he believes, is one of the conditions for the European Year of Rail to bear fruits. The European Parliament is asking since a lot of time to have a European system for ticketing, so to be able to buy a ticket from uh, Bucharest to Rotterdam, for example, or from uh, Madrid, Madrid to Berlin, which is not possible right now. If we have a European ticketing system, then we will see the benefits. My colleague Kasia from Poland interviewed Adrian Fogalski, chairman of the Railway Business Forum and president of the TOR Economic Advisors team. Pointing out that trains don't only transport people but goods, there's even more potential to reduce carbon dioxide emissions. Fogalski knows what problems we are facing. We would need greater financial incentives in form of cheaper access to railway infrastructure, as this kind of transport is certainly more expensive than road transport. Also, if we link this to a higher awareness of ecology, we might find more and more people becoming ashamed of flying, which increases the chances for railways to become the number one choice of transport, provided that this railroad crosses borders between European countries. To make people choose the train over any other means of transport, it is important that we can cross borders and go from Poland to Germany or Hungary by fast trains instead of an airplane. I'm less worried about transporting passengers, but goods. In many countries, it is not possible to win this rightful place for rail over road transport. This is not only a Polish issue. It may be more difficult, but I think that we are complaining early and these pro-ecological changes will only accelerate. And there is another difficulty if one wants people to use the train rather than their own car, explains railroad enthusiast Jaroslav Gorny. It is difficult to say whether the train is a complete alternative to cars. And we are of course not talking about old coal-fired trains, but modernized electric ones. It is a fact that less energy will be used if many people use the train instead of individually taking their own cars, even electric. Trains are beneficial in terms of energy efficiency and environmental health. But how to encourage people to travel by train? Trains, not cars. Trains must depart at certain times and stop at certain locations. The car allows you to stop anywhere and choose the exact travel time that suits you. So here you have to think about how to make using the train more attractive towards people's own, even electric cars.
If we want to become climate neutral by 2050, for sure it's time to catch the train. If you have any ideas on how using the train could be made more attractive, feel free to leave a line and to comment underneath this podcast. And follow us on euronetplus-inside.eu.